Hey, it's Mel G. This week on our podcast, we're going to be talking about mm, Easter. A lot of stuff about Easter today, explaining the difference between lamb and sheep to Mr. Bush, and also out-of-date food. Yeah, if you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat and some great songs thrown in to boot. I did refer in the... Uh, hello, by the way. Hello, hello. Uh, I did refer in the intro bit about roasting of lamb. I should also say that there are other non-meat products available to be roasted <laughs> on Easter Sunday. <laughs> nut cutlets, for example, Bushy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, nut cutlets. Who are you kidding? Come on, it's got to be lamb, isn't it? It's got to be lamb. If there's a time oh, for lamb, this is feel, this is now. I feel sad, though, for the little gambling lambs. It is a gamble for a lamb at Easter time. It's a big gamble. Do you know what? I didn't realise until recently the that sheep and lamb were the same thing. Oh, so, uh, honest to God. Bush. Think about it. I didn't think they were the same animal. Bush, what the heck <laughs> is going on? Have you been hanging out with Holly Johnson? What's going on? <laughs> no, I just, I didn't realise the two, sometimes you don't think of the same, they're the same thing. I've got big news as well, mate. Go on. Mutton is also part of the same family. See, that might blow my mind. A mutton is a very old sheep. A lamb is a young sheep. Matey, what, what, what were you doing in primary school? Why can't we just go back to how you've said it then, though? Young sheep, medium sheep, old, old sheep. sheep. Why do we have to have these classifications with different animal names? Now, where does veal fit in? I'm not sure I even know what a veal is. Uh, uh, the veal is a rather contentious animal. Yeah. Um, is the No, the veal isn't part of the lamb family, is it? Or is it part of the cow family? I think it might be a little cow, cow. Part of the cow. Little cow. Yes. So... Yeah. But I just think, let's just, why don't we have a unification? Let's call for it today. Unification, standardisation of sheep names. Have you never, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to crash into that thought. Have you ever passed a field, Bushy, and seen a sheep with, a baby sheep with it and thought, oh, there's a little lamb with that sheep? No, no, I just think, oh, look, it's a sheep and a baby sheep. Oh, Bush. Lamb's never come into it. It's never come into it, Mel. What are we going to do? It's very confusing food sometimes, Uh, isn't it? It's so confusing. Bushy, so when you go around the supermarket and you see all the lamb laid out in its various forms, its medallions, its chops, its shanks, you know, do you never think, oh, that, that was, that's... That's to do with a sheep. No, not at all. I, you know, you, you go through life, right, and, you, and, and unless you have something corrected <gasps> when you're a child in terms of believing it, you can then go for ages without yeah. really questioning it. So I've never, I've never really connected lamb and sheep before. I just didn't think they were the same thing. It was just very, very strange. And I had a quite a brutal pep talk from you and producer Louise during the song, actually. <laughs> It was almost a haze. It was a hazing. Yeah. Wasn't it? (laughs) Maloney hazed you, man. (laughs) Hazed me. She actually brazed you. She did braise me. It wasn't a full roast, but it was was a broil and a braise. I'm ready to be eaten. Cooked and ready to be eaten. Uh, Talking of which, tomorrow, Easter Sunday, exciting. So are you going to make lamb? Are you going to do lamb tomorrow? What are you going to do? Right, we do the pole. I'm sure I've talked about this before. We do the Polish Easter, which involves, it's all cold actually. Really? Oh, man. We have bruczki, which is a beautiful beetroot and horseradish combo. Love your Polish foods. Oh, man. They all sound like police chiefs from 70s cop shows. <laughs> Borowski. <laughs> Officer Borowski. Borowski. I got, I got the mayor on my ass. That's very good. <laughs> hey, Officer Borowski, what are you doing there with the donuts? Come on already. Give me a break. 
Um, let's see if all the other dishes work in that similar vein. So we've got burachki. Yeah. Um, hang on a sec. Uh, yes, kilbasa. That's good. She's a um, she's the female police chief. Or maybe yeah, tough talking police chief from City Hall. <laughs> I got kielbasa. You got you got to go in and see kielbasa. Burachki's oh, not enough. Give me a break. Um, kielbasa is a lovely sausage, slightly garlicky. Oh, sounds lovely. I like to do a potato salad bush. I'm not going to lie to you. A lovely potato salad with chives. Chopped chives uh, and lots and lots of mazurek. Wow, mazurki. These Actually, no. Hang great. on, that's a Polish dance. Hang on. <laughs> Still, you can do hang that on. at the end after, after tea. No, it's mazurek. Yeah, mazurek, mazurek. Uh, which is a lovely nutty flapjacky with icing, nuts. Beautiful. And where do you go and get all your stuff? Do you have to go to like a specialist store? Do you go to the world food aisle? Hello, uh, Polmar. Polmar Supermarket is my go-to for all my Polish products. Is that a Polsky sklep? Yeah, I love it. But it's huge. It's got like trolleys. It's not just a sklep. Really? It's beautiful. I'm going to get myself down there. Valley Deep Mountain High? No, Valley High. Love what you've done there, Mel. And then Mountain Deep. Yeah, yeah Bush, yeah, did yeah. you follow my train of thought there? I put, I'm pretty much with you on that one, yeah. Frankie Valley, do you think he talks about that in real life? Very tight underpants on. <laughs> Oh, it's my favourite time of the show. Ledger of Legends. Now, if you've just joined us, hello, you are just so welcome. Draw up by the little fire. We've still got a little fire going. I know we're into spring, but it's a little bit chilly around the edges, so we've got a little bit of a little bit of a wood-burning stove going for you to come and settle yourself around. The Ledger of Legend is, it's a real thing, it's a real book. I've got it in my hands. And basically, uh, we nominate something every week. Yeah. Bush then draws the thing that we've nominated to go in the Ledger of Ledge. And it's the little things that don't often get kind of trumpeted about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like if someone was to say to me and you, like, what are you into? We could just look through the book and go... Shoes, yeah. sports bras, yeah. fringes. Pop socks. Pop socks. Rick Astley's hair. And I learn every week because I didn't quite know what a pop sock was, did I? I know, I taught you that. What did I erroneously think pop socks were? You thought it was a socklet. My bad. I saw a socklet on somebody's foot yesterday that almost made me barf. <laughs> it was, what, what was wrong with it? It was so tiny, it just literally... It just it just circumvented the foot just on the very edge so you could see all the cracks of toes. Oh. A pumplet. What do you think of those rubber shoes that people's Horrid. toes go into? You seen uh, those? What, like the devil's cloven thing? Yeah. Horrid. What mate. is that? What's that all about? It's really spooky. I don't just know. Stop what... it. If you yeah, wear them, stop it. I know. It. Stop right now. Let's have an amnesty for those weird devilly shoes. Get them off. <laughs> uh, right now, Ledger of Ledge today, Bush. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put in something which I, I, I embrace every day. I embrace every day and I love, and I think people are a bit sort of pfft about it. They're a bit pfft, yeah, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, oats. 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 You're going to get me to draw oats. Oats. Not as in haul and oats. Okay. I'm talking about the porridge oat. One of the most majestic things ever farmed in this land, or indeed abroad. So you think oats don't get anywhere near enough credit yeah. that they deserve? Yeah, okay. The granola, everyone sings that to, from the high rooftops. Johnny Come Lately granola getting all yeah. the attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mrs. Flash Flapjack. Yeah. But not oats in porridge form. Oats, mate. Oats. I'm drawing them right now. I'm passing you ceremoniously the ledger of ledge. Please draw oats. And now 
it's time for podcast. Hip, 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 hooray. We love the podcast. We wish we did it every day. Can I just say, Mel, in today's show, the songs have been on point, haven't they? You've yeah. done some good songs. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. You've got to be pleased with that. I thought that was going to follow on to no, something. No, it was just, just a thing. Just a like a five-star review. Thanks, mate. Thanks, babe. Producer Louise has never got her own pen. She's always stealing my pen. Oh, no. You've got a mate who always steals a pen. Oh, that's a really annoying... Here yeah. we go. Right, yeah, go this, is, this is from the question from the podcast, yeah, Tim. Go if you've got, go If you've got food in the fridge, which mm-hmm. is out of date, would mm-hmm. you eat it if it smelt and looked okay? Yeah, totally. I Listen, I live with somebody, my life partner, my adored, beloved other half, mm-hmm. taller and better. He has taken stuff out of the food recycling and cooked it. Oh, my word. He makes Bear grills look like Barbara Cartland. <laughs> That's like proper freeganism, isn't it? Total freegan. Taking stuff out of bins. So I have, over the years... I mean, I'm not like that. He'll eat something that's crawling out of the bread bin, do you know what I mean, covered in a blue fur coat, (laughs) without any qualms, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not quite that, but come on. A piece of cheese, which is mould anyway, that's, That's that's, you know, that's two months out of date, fine. Do you ever worry, though? I always worry about people like him if they're cooking, because you always sit on, like, come dine with me. Like, someone who's a bit like, oh, it's fine, I'll eat that. Yeah. And then you think, well, I'm different than that. I'm I'm quite a hypochondriac, so what is he putting in that meal? What's he putting in that curry, that aubergine that's gone in there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think you know. I think I probably know, yes. Um, But Bushy, how about your good self? So you're saying, basically, you would be a little bit more nimby-pimby about it. I'm terrible. If it goes beyond its sell-by date, I chuck it out. (gasps) It's terrible, really, really bad. Guys, this is terrible. This is really bad. You've got to stop doing that, honestly. Get a little bit 1950s. You know why they do that? It's to make you buy more stuff. That's a good point. And I feel terrible about chucking salad bags. We chuck salad bags away every week because they go off by, you know, day. We're on a salad bag which is literally 10 days days old and I will be (laughs) eating it this evening. Come on, gang. It's because I'm older than you, you see. I remember the post-war era. (laughs) Ration books and coupons. And what it was like with reconstituted eggs, you know what I mean? So listen, just come on. Don't be a nimba, nimba pimba. Mel G on magic. Only one sleep to go before beautiful Easter Sunday. I do love a bit of Easter bush, not going to lie to you. What's your favourite thing about Easter? I like... Uh, oh, I was about to be really deep and pretentious. Go on. No, I That's was. That's fine. I like I, I like it because it, I, it it's like springtime and it's all about renewal and rebirth. Oh, that's lovely. And chocolate. <laughs> Maybe the chocolate. Maybe no, the chocolate. No, come on. Now, time for Hubbush's Red Letter Day. It's not a blue. Nor is it green or orange or purple too. It's very red. Beige be gone. Cream goodbye. We don't want you. Yeah. Bush red letter day. Mel, what a cracking song. I was really pleased with that. You really, really, yeah. really pleased with it. Really, very, very pleased with I that. I think we're going to bring all of these out as an album at the end of 2018. <laughs> 
Do you know it's funny you should mention colours because today oh. is World Crayon Day. Is it? A day celebrating crayons. Oh, I love crayons. I love crayons. You're still in crayon territory, aren't you, with your little daughter? Yeah. She, I remember when she was a little kid, like most kids have done this, where they draw on the, the lower part of the wall with oh, them. Oh, yeah. God bless her. I'll remind her of those when she's a bit older. Yeah. But here's three amazing facts about crayons. Fact number one, yep. crayon labels were originally applied by hand. Oh, wow. It's not like rolling your own. Oh, Fact nice, number two, nice, there yeah. are over 120 shades of crayon available at present. That's weird, isn't it? I've always thought it was like seven or eight. How many? 120. That's too much almost. Almost, almost. They could knock that down by half. That's that's extraordinary. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Great fact, Bushy. I think they're carrying too much stock. Final one, number three. Crayons have one of the most recognisable smells on the planet. Oh, I love the smell of a crayon. Apparently, the smell of a crayon ranked 18 out of 80 most recognisable smells in an experiment done by scientists at Yale University. That is marvellous. So it's like top 20 noticeable, you know, recognisable smells of all time. It, there is nothing that smells like a crayon. No, exactly. And can you conjure it up now? Shut your eyes. Oh, it takes you back to school days and yeah. sitting on a seat that's way too small for me. I've got a memory, and it's to do with the smell of crayons. Yeah. It was a big thing in the 70s. You would shave off uh, crayons uh-huh. onto paper, Yeah. brown paper, then put another piece of brown paper on, <laughs> and then iron it was it was a thing. And what 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 was the end result? And you ended up with a sort of flat piece of wax, coloured wax. Wow! I tell you what, the days before the internet. I think there was something to do with maybe doing it on fabric. Really? I think maybe it was a fabric thing. I think maybe it was a kind of print, like a cool t-shirt print. It's like an early like buy a tapestry yeah. or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Now it's Saturday afternoon. It's Easter Saturday. Uh, are you writing the clues for your Easter egg hunt? That's one of my favourite things about Easter. Do you know what? I've never done an Easter egg hunt. Oh. I should what? do one, Why does that I? not surprise me from the man who crushes his own baubles every Christmas? <laughs> it's always quite a, a painful thing at Christmas for my family. I don't, I've never done an Easter egg hunt. Maybe I should. Matey, it's, it's the funnest thing in the world. So what you do is, mm-hmm. okay, work out some really good hiding places okay. before you start. Work out the number of eggs you're going to need. Mm-hmm. You might like to put a little clump, not just the one. Just saying. So, for example, a clump of little speckledy eggs. You know, those lovely pink and purple and blue ones filled with chocolate. Mm. Oh, right. So we're not talking like real eggs. You don't look for, like, uh, eggs. You could put a real egg in. That's, that's fine. You could put a boiled egg in, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> then you have to make the clues go with the hiding places. Okay. But remember, you need to do them once removed. So the first clue you give will be the hiding place for the next one. God, that sounds complicated, that, doesn't it? So, for example, I've written a clue for you, Bush, and I've gone, in the middle of London town where the music comes from. I give you that clue to start with, and you go, oh, it's an Easter egg hunt, I'll look at the clue. Is this is is this making any sense? Yeah, I go to the Royal Albert Hall and then or just look magic around. Or wherever. Oh, right, okay, yeah. 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 Then So <laughs> then you get to the next place yeah. and then you rootle around, oh, rootle, 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 <laughs> and then you find the clue for the next place. Do I get to keep the egg that I've just previously found? You or? have a basket and then you keep the egg. Can I eat them when I'm going around? Or? Yeah, if you want to, or okay. save them all for the end. And then I have them at the end? And then I have them at the end. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll give that a go. It does seem quite complicated. It's almost up there with the difference between sheep and lambs. I, I want my life to be quite simple. Now, do you want any simple life? Well, you can bush? you can do a clue-free Easter egg hunt, which basically involves a certain uh, area that you've demarcated before the fun, and then <laughs> just an egg zone. And then <laughs> the eggs and, are there, and then you... in the corner. Just go and eat them. And then no, 
there's no fun if they're just there, Bush. You put them under leaves and stuff and under little plants. I've hidden the eggs under leaves in the garden. Go and eat them. Exactly. Do one for your daughter. She'll oh, love it. Do you reckon? The clue one's more fun, though. Yeah, well, so maybe, fun. Maybe I'll do so. And she 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 likes being the one that's worked stuff out. She's a wise guy. She's eight years old. Oh, so. she's going to be all over the egg hunt, mate. It. Is it bad that I've already eaten two eggs? Oh, I can't believe it. What is the rule with Easter and eggs, right? Because I thought, are we supposed to wait until, like you said, it's time now for after the Easter vigil on Saturday night? Is that what you're supposed to do? You may eat an egg or two, and then after you know breakfast on Sunday morning, but never before. Mate. Really? I've eaten anyone else eaten. Before. More than one egg already. I've had two already. I saw some yesterday and I was really tempted to break my chocolate fast. <laughs> Honestly, Fall off the wagon. I would, have compl- I would have fallen on them. I was in a big supermarket <laughs> and I saw a whole load and I just oh. thought, no one's here, no one will know. Do you know what the problem is? They put them out way too early. Yeah. They've been out for ages. I know. And they're always reduced to like a quid when you're paying at the till. Yeah. And you just think, oh, I might have just one of them. I like the gold. I like the gold bunnies. I was going to say that. Is it lint? They're so good, aren't they? With a little bell around the neck. Yeah, mate, they are stunning. I would say they're top end. Yeah, they're they're high end. They're high high end, high end, high end. Uh, Now, Bushy, I I need to ask you, my love. You've already told me a few things about your week involving uh, eggs. How's your week been? My week, Mel, overall has been very good. It's been a lot about baking. Oh, good. We went to a baking class. Me and my other half, Katie. Together, we are. We're doing a lot of stuff. So last weekend after this show, we did a baking class for about three or four hours. How was it? It was really good at the little Birdwood Bakery in Leon C. Oh, how nice! My hood. How nice! And the other two people who were supposed to do the course uh, yeah. dropped out last minute. Of course they did. It was, so it was just me and Katie, which is really good. So we got proper one-on-one tuition with the. And the, what, the baker. what was the teacher like? He was lovely. Uh, a guy from the Czech Republic called Roman. Oh, Roman, really nice. nice bloke. Taught us how to make. Is it sourdough? Sour? Yeah. Is it called sourdough? Sourdough. So what was your starter? Um, well, this is the thing. Uh, is it leaven? Yeah. He'd written on the wall, leaven for the weekend, which I thought was some kind of aspirational thing, but he needed to get some actual leaven for next weekend. Uh, and it's like this thing that you make and you add to. And this, yeah. is, this is why I don't think I would be particularly good at it in the future, is that if you want to make sourdough for the weekend, yeah, you've got to start on like Monday afternoon the mate, week before. Mate, some sourdough starters started in Tudor times. Oh, what, and they keep and adding still, to it? And they're still being used. Because you take a bit of it out, then you yeah. add a bit more flour and water, yeah. and then leave that in a pot. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it just goes on forever and ever and ever. And you can start with something like an apple, and then you, yeah. because it produces... Oh, Stuff. What is it? Is it, oh, is it, I've forgotten. Is it carbon dioxide? It just bubbles. Sodium bicarbonate so, or whatever anyway yeah. the acidic stuff which is going to make your bread rise yeah and he had a pot of this stuff that's his Tudor. like leaven Tudor. took the lid off it and it was just bubbling away it's almost like a live thing Catherine Howard probably used exactly the same at Hampton Court <laughs> What is this little nuggety? What is this nuggety? Why is this a nugget I see before me? What's this nugget? What's in your big bag of shopping over there, Mel? What you got? Uh, I'm so sorry. I came in and I suddenly realised you probably think it's for you because it's a lovely brown paper package a la Sound of Music, which you won't know about. It's a musical. Oh, yeah. Anyway, looks like looks like gifts. It's not a gift for you though, Bush. I saw the I saw the little for your, Louise your, for producer Louise. I know. I saw your little faces. You looked all hopeful. Yeah. It's not for you. I'm going after the show today to see one of my beloved nephews. I adore them all and my nieces. Yeah. He got married. I couldn't be at the wedding. That's his wedding gift. Really? It's yeah. big, man. It's a really 
cool gift as well. Is it a scale extrix? Oh. That'd be so good, wouldn't it? Do you know what? For them, for the nephews, that bunch of nephews, yeah. me and my brother-in-law, in 1996, uh-huh. Christmas 96, we were half cut and we constructed a scale extrix <laughs> for them it. to wake up to on Christmas morning. Oh, that's what a brilliant way to wake up on Christmas morning. Scale extrix. They love that scale extrix. They are. It's just the best thing ever. It's not. It's a soft thing. It's a soft item. I'm really pleased with it. It's a lovely sort of sage green Indian quilt Ooh. with a cushion to match. Hey, that looks great. I'll Quite be happy nice. with that. Yeah. Quite nice for a new couple, newly wedded couple. Well, this is the thing. I was speaking to my mum and dad about it when they used to do wedding presents back in the days because you had yeah. nothing and it was the first time you were living together. Oh, God, you needed knives and, and yeah. glasses and a toaster and... Yeah. All that stuff. Now, you know, it's just added extras. Yeah. So it's either the sage blanket or a scale extric. Good work. It's so good. Melgeo Magic. Shoulders back. Stand by your beds. You know what's coming up? Oh, yes. The tweed frock has been starched. We're ready to go with Tell Mel. I'm eyeing up Louise Maloney and also Andy Bush. I don't know what's happened to the voice. Hopefully she'll come back. <laughs> you can ask me anything, but don't expect a sort of, ooh, soft soap suddy reply. This is harsh. First up. Hi, Mel. It's Laura. My best friend just asked me to be her bridesmaid. I don't want to do it. What should I do? Laura. This is what I always do when I'm asked to be a bridesmaid. And yes, you might not think it, but it does happen very, very often to me. I would suggest to the bride in question that you wear a tweed bridesmaid's outfit with a puffed lamb-cut sleeve. If she refuses, then you refuse as well. Got it, Laura? Mm, Good, we're on the same page. Next, please. Hi, Mel, it's Mary. My mother-in-law is coming to dinner. What will I cook? Hello, Mary. Since it's Easter weekend, Mary, my dear, you go out and you get yourself a lamb. I don't mean a live lamb. That would be cruel and horrible. Go to the supermarket. Get yourself a shank. A lamb shank, Mary, is a beautiful thing. You cook it. You cook it slowly, Mary. Cook it slowly, preferably in a tweed casserole. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's CJ. My girlfriend listens to Ed Sheeran non-stop. I hate it. How can I stop her? CJ, I can't even remember the question that you were putting and laying before me, but I would say absolutely no. No, 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 CJ, and thrice no. And that is it for this Easter weekend. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Show. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.